Now, if him and his wife, they know they were into all that kind of freakiness, well, hey, they're grown. But my point is, come out the pulpit. You understand? Come out the pulpit. Don't continue to stay in the pulpit preaching about a God that you're not living for or in no way, form, or fashion an example for his kingdom. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, before beginning, I would like to start by giving all thanks, all honor, all glory, And all praises to the Father, God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus and what He did on the cross at Calvary, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. Once again, thank you to everyone for listening, downloading, sharing, commenting, liking, following, or subscribing. I truly appreciate it, even to those who just stop by to see what I'm doing. Nevertheless, I thank each and every one of you. Where I am at, the temperature is currently 76 degrees. The time is 1.04 a.m. Saturday morning. This episode has been on my heart and on my mind for about a couple of weeks now. And one of the topics that I will be covering today has been on my mind and my heart since February. And at first I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to touch it. There's a lot of people already touching it but I'm seeing too much of a pattern, so I have to touch it. So like I said, the time is currently 1.05 a.m. Even though this episode has been on my mind for about almost two weeks, I'm only now getting around to recording it. During the day, I am extremely busy. 
And at the end of the day, I, most of the time when I record, it's, you know, after I've done doing everything I've done for the day. And oftentimes I can be quite fatigued. And I like being well rested, you know, when I record an episode. So seeing that it's the weekend, I thought I would just go ahead and, you know, knock this out. Better now than ever. Might as well strike while the iron is hot. So I decided to go ahead and get it done. So here we go. I am currently sipping in my cup. I'm currently sipping on what's left over of my bourbon coffee with butter cookie creamer and sweetened just the way I like it. Now the name and title of today's episode is, and today's going to be a special episode. As far as I'm concerned, every episode is special, but yeah, this one is going to be a, this is going to be a hot one. A real hot one. And the title of today's episode is What is going on with the church? Mm, somebody please help me. This is episode number 071. This episode, like I said before, is going to be a little different. And I will be covering a couple of topics that have been catching my attention regarding the state of the church. That is very disturbing, extremely disturbing. So grab yourself your favorite beverage, sit back and relax. But also, as I touch on some of these topics, please let us think about our own position as believers in the body of Christ. You know, we can no longer just sit back, relax, and remain silent. Now, you can sit back, relax, and listen to this episode, but we cannot continue as the body of Christ, the real church, to continue to just sit back, relax, have coffee, and remain silent while the church is going straight to hell. We have to speak up and speak out regarding some of these issues and the state of the church and oftentimes speaking out yeah there could be some backlash but better backlash from the people than to get some backlash from the lord and quite frankly if you are standing on the side of righteousness listen compared to what christ paul and the other apostles went through and many of those christians back then whatever little backlash you get could never compare to what they went through and they stood up. And if they were here today, they would be doing the very same thing. They would be standing up. Whatever your platform is, my platform is a microphone, a podcast. Now remember, Paul and Peter and all the apostles, you know, they didn't have a microphone. They didn't have a podcast. But they still stood up. The key is stand up and speak up. So here we go. Let's get into this thing. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with Arlena. Okay. So I will be covering, I believe, like, let's see how many. Let's see, two, three, hmm, four, about five 
topics that are very extent. So, first topic up. And this caught my eye because someone actually did a video on YouTube. I don't even remember what channel it was on. I think it was Lamont at Large. Now, I spend a lot of time, you know, on YouTube. Not necessarily watching, because I don't have time to sit and watch. But I do listen. You know, I hook my tablet to my Bluetooth speaker, and I listen. But I happened to, this was the evening, and I happened to have caught this particular video. So I was watching this one. And this is a story about a pastor and his wife out of Ada, Oklahoma. Now, I believe if I'm correct, this took place somewhere in February. Now, I do not have cable because, yeah, I don't want cable. I have no interest in cable. So most of the time I get my news from positive resources. Christian resources or sometimes if someone will share something on Facebook or the other but yeah I do not watch the news Fox and whatever the rest of them ABC CBC BBC whatever I don't listen to the news so after seeing this video I decided to go do a little research on this because yeah you know and of course the news well Unless I guess you were from Ada, Oklahoma, or you were from Oklahoma, you would never see the story. Because, of course, Fox is not going to bring it across on none of the mainstream news medias. So we thank Lamont at large. We give God thanks for that, because had he not done this, I would have never known about this. So here we go. Harmony Church Pastor. Dave Evans preached about attacks from the devil and all he and his wife had overcome to be victorious in life. Now, as I'm reading this, I really need you to listen to every word I'm saying. English is not, my English is not 100%, but yeah, I can read. Because it's important. I'm going to read that sentence one more time. Harmony Church pastor Dave Evans preached about attacks from the devil and all he and his wife had overcome to be victorious in life. Wasn't that nice of him? Now, he preached this on Sunday. That very line that I just read to you. And hours later, he was killed at his home in bed after preaching those very same words that I just read to you. Now, this is where the story gets real interesting. His wife, Christy Evans, 47, called 911 at 111 a.m. and reported an intruder had shot her husband. 
She later confessed to a role in the murder. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation announced she was arrested Thursday at the Ada Police Department. In her confession, she admitted she recruited a lover to kill her husband, provided him with a gun and bullets, and left the back door unlocked for him to enter the house. An OSBI agent reported in an arrest affidavit. She said she had to urge him, which is the killer and, or the shooter and her former lover, to proceed with the plan after finding him crouched down in the dining room and worrying about making too much noise, the agent reported. She said she waited in the living room until she heard a pop <laughs> from the bedroom, according to the affidavit. She said she then called for help from her side of the bed after her lover ran out the back door. The second suspect, Khalil Dimi Square, age 26, was arrested at a residence in Nuala Thursday night, the OSBI said. The investigation found that the pastor and his wife were leading a secret life as swingers. Now, let me repeat that again. The investigation found that the pastor and his wife were leading a secret life as swingers. Now, I'm going to make a correction here. They said the pastor and his wife. Pastor as in P-A-S-T-O-R. I'm going to change that. Because I have a name for those that, you know, who say they're doing the work of God, but they're doing other things. So he falls into this category. He ain't no pastor. He's a pasta. Or a pasta. <laughs> As like pasta. P-A-S-T-A. And his wife were leading a secret life as swingers. Okay, let me finish reading this story, then I'll make my commentary. The two had met Square, which is um, Khalil Square, at a Super 8 for sex on more than one occasion since their first encounter months ago. The OSBI agent reported in the arrest affidavit. On one of those occasions, Christy secretly dropped her phone number on the floor for Khalil, the agent reported. Christy continued to communicate by phone daily with Khalil without David's knowledge. She told her daughter on Thursday before confessing to the OSBI that she had begged Square to kill her husband, according to the affidavit. In his sermon Sunday morning, Dave Evans preached about being a witness for God. So here's what he said. Who's believing in Jesus because of us, he asked. 
And if you're doing anything in that direction, expect for the enemy to come to destroy you. So don't be shocked and start whining and crying. Expect it. Be prepared for it. If the devil is not attacking you, there is a reason. If the devil is attacking you, there is a reason. The pastor was pronounced dead at his home Monday from a gunshot wound to the head. He was 50. Mm, Okay. Like I said, my question, what is going on with the church? How do you stand in a pulpit and nobody come for me and tell me about touching up my anointed? There ain't nothing anointed here. I'm very sorry. That anointing was polluted. Okay, so yeah. How do you stand in the pulpit, number one? Listen, this is my belief. Everybody's grown. They're entitled to choose who they want to serve and how they want to live. That's not for me to determine. What's for me to determine is how I am going to live. I choose to follow Christ, so I want to live accordingly. Now, if him and his wife, they know they were into all that kind of freakiness, well, hey, they're grown. But my point is, come out the pulpit. You understand? Come out the pulpit. Don't continue to stay in the pulpit preaching about a God that you're not living for or in no way, form, or fashion an example for his kingdom. That's where I have a problem. If he wanted to quit the church, there's many, there's many, um, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, there's so many people walking away from the church. Oh, I'm going to follow this and follow that. Peace be with you. You entitled to do whatever you want. Because when you truly have had an, a true encounter with Jesus Christ, even if you fall away, you're going to find yourself back. And that's the truth. So for me to leave Christianity to go and follow something else out there, that can't work for me. I'm going to be honest. My point is, how does he stand in the pulpit? And say, now I'm quoting him. I'm qu- Listen, uh, let me go read this one more time. He said, who's believing in Jesus because of us? My God, what mockery. And if we're doing anything in that direction, he says, expect for the enemy to come to destroy you. So don't be shocked and start whining and crying. He said, expect it. Be prepared for it. If the devil is not attacking you, there is a reason. And he says, if the devil is attacking you, there's a reason. So I guess the devil came and got him. And I sure hope he wasn't whining and crying. This is not funny. How do men play with God? 
I, I don't, I, I mean, how, how do, how do people do this? You know, I can respect the backslider. I can respect those that don't even believe. Or those that follow other religions. At least they're not pretending to be who they're not. But how does he stand in a pulpit and both him and his wife engage a 26-year-old man to have sex with them, a threesome, and then you return to the pulpit and you're preaching? Doesn't anybody have any fear of God? Well, obviously not, because they ain't got no respect for him. So I guess Mr. Evans figured, because he's the head, I guess he figured, hmm, that God probably wasn't striking like he did back in the Old Testament. I guess he figured, you know, we're in the era of grace. Let me just do what I want. All I'll do is repent. Nothing wrong with repenting, turning away. How disgusting. Just imagine. I hope he wasn't laying no hands on nobody. Listen, you better know who you sitting under. This ain't no joke. You better know who you are sitting under. Just imagine the poor people that were sitting under this man and his wife. Speaking about Christ in the pulpit. That very Sunday and later in the evening, he's having sex. Or, well, he wasn't, he was asleep. Where this, this, the woman's lover, who he also was a part of at one point in time, ends up shooting him. Because his wife wants him out of the way so she can be with her lover. And this all started where both Mr. Evans or Pastor Evans and his wife, Christy, decided they wanted to spice up their marriage. So they decided to look for someone. And of course, Mr. Khalil answered the call to join them and a threesome to spice up their marriage. Hmm. Well, Mr. Evans going to be real spicy when the time comes and he has to face God. Huh. No joke. And the saddest part is this young man, 26 years old, who probably God knows how many years he's going to spend in jail. Whatever his, whatever Miss Christie gets, she deserves it. Plain and simple. But this young man, 26 years old, he has thrown away the majority of his life. There's still hope because he can still repent. You know, he's, he's still young. I don't know how much time he's going to get. I have no clue. But hopefully... He can find Christ before he leaves from here. And I hope and pray that Miss Davis can also, or Miss Evans, can't even pronounce her name, can repent for what she has done. 
because that's not funny at all. So yeah, so let's move on to the next story. Well, it's not so much a story. I just, I just picked up the line. An 80-year-old female minister in Florida was charged with insurance fraud. She ended up going to jail, and I think afterwards she was kind of like released. 80-year-old female minister in Florida charged with insurance fraud. I guess because... crisis tarrying we just live any kind of way I guess I guess no one no one has no respect no reverence no nothing for the Lord for God the God of heaven I mean I'd be so scared like sometimes I'd be I'd be in this house just in case I, I'm listening I'm like Job just in case I said something wrong thought something wrong I'm like God please forgive me I'm like, Lord, you ain't going to kill me. Eh? You ain't going to kill me before my time. So I try to walk straight and narrow. I ain't kidding. Uh-uh, I don't play with the Lord. I don't play with people. Much less God. I do not. I do not. Hell is not for me. I am sorry. I ain't trying to go. No, I am not. So the next story up is, um, this took place in Miami. Actually, Hialeah, Miami. Now, a senior high school football coach slash pastor by the name of Edward Williams is facing a felony charge for allegedly having a romantic relationship with a 17-year-old student at the school. So he's a pastor, I guess, on Sundays. And then he worked as a football coach. And allegedly, he was having a romantic relationship with a 17-year-old student at the very same school that he worked. Edward Williams, 44, was charged with felony offense on a student by an authority figure, according to police. Investigators say he admitted to having a romantic relationship with the teen, but she denied their relationship had ever been sexual. According to the police report, the teen said she and Williams are in love and they were waiting for her to turn 18 in order to be together publicly as a couple. While denying they ever had sex, she did tell police they've held hands and kissed. Okay. Police state in the report she voluntarily allowed them to see the text message conversations between the two. In one, Williams wrote, I love you. Do you love me? And another Williams wrote, I'm so heartbroken on how everything turned out. I never thought this would happen. One day is singing and having fun to the next day of everything being over. 
Can you call me for a second? I'm literally sitting here at our spot. The message goes on to say, baby, give me one chance. Baby, give me one chance. I can't believe I lost my girl. Please. What if we make love one last time? It won't be the last time, but for a while, states the police report. I'm trying not to laugh because, and I'm not trying to be funny. Um, I really, I'm not because um, I'm really annoyed, but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, because I'm just, yeah. So let me finish reading here. In addition to being the head football coach at the school, investigators say Edward is also a pastor and a youth minister. In a statement released to CBS4, Miami-Dade Public Schools said it was disturbed to learn of the allegation. Once again, coming back to my question. What is going on with the church? What is happening to the men behind the pulpit? Wasn't there a sister old enough in his congregation that probably single and looking for a husband that, you know, he couldn't find someone his age? I mean, what is going on? Aren't the pastors put in place to shepherd the flock, the congregation? So why is all this happening? What is going on? What is going on? So up next, this is one that has been, I got two more stories. I'm going to save the best for last. The next one has been in the news. Um, it's been in the news, I guess, for a while. I didn't learn about it until like February. And when I heard it, I was pissed. I was angry. I was angry. Now, when I lived in the Caribbean, I used to listen to, I, well, I not, not, just, not that I just used to listen. I used to keep my radio 24-7 on that station, and I would not turn my radio off. It was a radio station called Grace FM that came out of Anguilla. And the first time I ever heard of Ravi Zacharias was, you know, through that station. I never heard of him or anything like that until then. I wouldn't say I was crazy about him, but, you know, um, the segment would come on faithfully every day at 9, 9 a.m. And, um, of course, I would listen to it. But for me to say I was a fan, I wouldn't really say I was a fan, but it was interesting to listen to. And, of course, it was spiritual food, or so I thought. So, according to Christianity.com, the headline reads, Ravi Zacharias hid hundreds of pictures of women, abuse during massages, and a rape allegation. Once again, what is going on with the church? A four-month investigation found the late Ravi Zacharias leveraged his reputation as a world-famous Christian. See, that's where the problem is right there, world-famous. 
Jesus ain't world famous. He was a world famous apologist. I'm not even sure what an apologist is, but hey. To abuse massage therapists in the United States and abroad over more than a decade while the ministry led by his family members and loyal allies failed to hold him accountable. He used his need for massage and frequent overseas travel to hide his abusive behavior, luring victims by building trust through spiritual conversations and offering funds straight from his ministry. A 12-page report released Thursday by Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, RZIM, confirms abuse by Zacharias at day spas he owned in Atlanta, and uncovers five additional victims in the U.S., as well as evidence of sexual abuse in Thailand, India, and Malaysia. Even a limited review of Zacharias's old devices revealed contacts for more than 200 massage therapists in the U.S. and Asia, and hundreds of images of young women, including some that showed the women naked, Zachariah solicited and received photos until a few months before his before his what? Before his death. Zacharias used tens of thousands of dollars of ministry funds dedicated to humanitarian effort to pay for massage therapists, providing them housing, schooling, and monthly support for extended periods of time, according to the investigators. So you see where your tithe was going? One woman told the investigators that after he arranged for the ministry to provide her with financial support, he required sex from her. She called it rape. She said Zacharias made her pray with him to thank God for the opportunity they both received. Oh, my Lord. And as with other victims, called her his reward for living a life of service to God, the report says. Zacharias warned the woman, a fellow believer. A fellow believer in what, though? That if she ever spoke out against him, she would be responsible for millions of souls lost when his reputation was damaged. When he died in May, he was praised for his faithful witness, his commitment to the truth, and his personal integrity. Now it is clear that offstage, the man so long admired by Christians around the world abused numerous women and manipulated those around him to turn a blind eye. Disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. But you know what's even more sadder about this situation? Because there was a couple of um, bloggers on YouTube that covered this, even some podcasts, but I'm talking about YouTube at this point, where many of his followers, many is not even the right word, thousands of his followers, were defending the actions of this man. I was so angry that I was tempted to even comment. But I held my peace. And I took my anger and frustration to the Lord. 
I'm tired of these hypocritical types of pastors. And you know the strangest thing? You got good pastors out there preaching, teaching the word of God. And the church beats them over the head. Even if they make a mistake and say something that maybe was, you know, none of us got it all. None of us know everything. But they will beat that pastor to death if they could. They would stone him to death like they stoned Stephen to death. But yet they will praise Ravi Zachariah even if you lay out all the evidence in front of them. What are we, what are we, what are, what, what are we, what have we come to? What have we come to? Since when do we start liking man more than we like God? Since, since when? Since do we start putting these people above Christ? Tell me. Yeah, I'm angry. Do I, I sound angry? Yeah, I am. I am. And there was thousands of people even coming after some of the bloggers who were speaking truth regarding this. They were attacking the people standing up and speaking out against this evil behavior of his. And I'm like, look at that. They're defending this man. But not one of them has thought to even think about praying for the victims the people that was affected by his evil behavior. It needs to stop. Another case in point. This past Sunday, I don't know too much about him, but I have seen videos about him in the past where people have come out, a women, or there was one particular woman, it was very extended. I remember looking at that video last year where she talked about how they were raped and forced to abort their children from when these pastors would have sex with them. And that's none other than T.B. Joshua I'm speaking about. And when you go to some of the channels where some of the men who live right there in Africa that are true men of God speaking out against the stuff that he's been doing, you have his followers coming under the videos and commenting, oh, you're not a man of God. Oh, the Lord going to punish you. Oh, so really, the true man of God speaking out about the wickedness of what this man has been doing, which is no secret because <laughs> you could just go, you just type in his name. This has been out there. There's been a couple of people where God has given them warnings to give to him, but he refused. He refused. He refused to take heed. Now, am I to say God took him out or not? I have no clue. I, all I know, he ain't here. And I know he has damaged a lot of people. And they were attacking some of these people for speaking the truth. There's people who used to be part of his church that came out and that were speaking. And now because he's dead, some of them are coming forward because a man with that kind of power while he's alive, just imagine he's dead. And look how, they are, look how they are defending him. And they would come up under some of the videos. Oh, Papa. Oh, Daddy. I'm like, Papa, Daddy? Honey, the only Papa and Daddy is... Listen, look him up there. God Almighty. God Almighty. No pastor ain't my Papa, and neither is he my Daddy. My Daddy 
is God Almighty. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah ne I'm very sorry. I'm dead serious. And they're there, oh, Bobby. I said, Lord, have mercy. What is going on with the church? What is going, what, what, what has this church come to? The church is killing the true servants of the living God, trying to set them free. And defending the guilty. May God have mercy upon them. That's all I can say. I can't say nothing else. I can't say anything else. The same thing they were defending Ravi Zacharias. Oh, he preached which truth? With all that he was doing? Which truth? And they were defending Ravi Zacharias as well. And as I looked at all the comments, maybe one or two, including myself, said, I pray for the victims and his family, but more so the victims. Because all the money that Ravi was taking in, the family was enjoying it, whether they knew or not. But what about the victims? I'm like, everybody worried about Ravi's reputation, his family, fair enough. But what about the victims? No, I said, wow, this is what the church has come to. The church will believe a lie over the truth. My God, the apostles might be rolling in their graves. My God. Oh, they were, some of them were beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. They, they went through such an so much atrocities. And let's not forget Christ, you know, being nailed to the cross. And these spoil brats. That's exactly what they spoil. Spoil. The church is killing the true men of God that are preaching the gospel. I see it all the time. I'm telling you, they will come to the rescue of a false prophet pastor. And the true person that trying to preach the word, fighting, to, you know, because you don't want nobody to go to hell. But they want to kill him. God have mercy upon us. That's all I can say. So now, this is the last story. Now, I did not discover this story until last night. I forgot what channel. I think it was the BTN Network on YouTube. I think that's what it's called. BTN or BTWN. Great Christian YouTube channel. I, I subscribe to a lot of great Christian YouTube channels that really preach a lot of truth and they're not afraid to stand up and speak out. And that's where I got wind of this story. And actually I was watching that video and I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I was like, am I seeing correct? So here we go. Okay. So the title is, because after seeing that, I had to go look it up for myself. So, The title is First Drag Queen Certified as a Candidate for United Methodist Ministry Speaking in a New Way to People. Okay, just in case you didn't hear me correctly or my accent 
He didn't understand. I'm going to read it again. First drag queen certified as a candidate for United Methodist Ministry. Speaking in a new way to people. Isaac Simmons, 44, is the first openly gay man to be certified within the Illinois Great Rivers Conference. And as far as anyone can tell, the first drag queen certified in the United Methodist Church. I could see why some of us don't want to go to church. This is what Simmons said. This is a direct quote. He said, It is mind-boggling simply that it's 2021 and I'm the first, but also it's incredibly humbling, he told Religion News Service. He also goes on to say, For the amount of pushback and the amount of hate that I have faced simply by existing, let alone for pursuing ordination, I have received, I've been poured into even more love and support, he added. Not long after the vote, Simmons' story was picked up by the conservative United Methodists. Mm. Now, I will say this. I don't think anyone should have to experience hate no matter what their sexual orientation is. Now, I do not support that lifestyle. I have people in my family who are gay. I love them. They're my family. But of course, I don't support their lifestyle. And they know that. But I still love them. However, I'm going to ask the question again. What is going on with the church? Now they are certifying the first drag queen in the United Methodist Church. I don't even have nothing else to add. Mic drop. God help us. God help us. That's all I can say. Is God help us. Have mercy upon us. I don't even have a quote for this episode, but I'm going to say a prayer because I'm going to need to pray. At least for myself right now. So here we go. Heavenly Father, may you give us the strength as your children to stand up and to speak out against the evil that is going on around the world in the churches. But most importantly, Lord, may you guard our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Help us to walk straight, to pursue Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord, to do the work that you have called us to do. And may we rally 
and support and be a strength for the men of God, the true men of God who are on the forefront fighting that souls might be one. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I don't even have a quote. I don't. I didn't do no quote. None of that. This is a different type of episode. Oh boy. It's very sad. It's very sad. Very, very, very sad. Not the church I grew up with. You know, and it's hard, especially when you, you know, you grew up hearing the true word of God. I'm not going to say, you know, I, I knew everything or I know everything. But I know truth from a lie. And I know this, what they're calling the church. I want no part of it. I'm sorry. I want no part of it. So, yeah. So that is it for this episode. So, yeah. So, once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And if indeed this podcast or this episode has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. And also, it would really be nice to hear, indeed, if it has been a blessing to you. Remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed. Let us be vigilant.